Welcome to the TNA podcast, and nope, it's not what you think it is. Nope. I still blush when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, if you go look up TNA on uh, Urban Dictionary, you're going to get one perspective. Don't do that. Don't Google TNA. Don't Don't Google. (laughs) Well, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. Anyway, um, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) TNA in this case uh, stands for uh, the Theist and the Atheist. That's correct. And uh, my name is Dan, and I'm the theist. I'm RT. I'm the atheist. And we have a special guest with us this week, Mike, who is uh, another theist. Another theist, but barely. He's a he's a United Methodist. So Ooh. you um, you may recognize their sexy, sultry voices from their podcast, which is the Simple, Simple Theologians. Theologians. That's right. Which, <laughs> Which I am a weekly listener of. Nice. I enjoy you and You I, and nine other people. Hey, you know, that's seven more than my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, and, and Ryan's podcast is The Atheist Perspective. That's correct. Uh, you can find all, if you're listening to this, you may or may not have found it on, on mm-hmm. Anchor, but we host all of our podcasts on uh, anchor.fm. And uh, man... It's good stuff. So absolutely, yeah. So we'll we'll you'll probably hear some ads uh, about Anchor at some point on this podcast once we get that lit up. But yep. this is the debut episode of uh, of the TNA podcast. Yes. So uh, you guys are on the front edge of something awesome. Yeah, we've done teasers before. But yeah, this is the official one. Yeah, we're all it's here. It's been so. a while. It has been a while. Some, some summer hit and yeah, yep. yep. it got crazy. Thing. It did. It got crazy. But yeah, but right. RT and I have been have been talking about doing this podcast for for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we yeah. just we just think that there is there is a conversation to be had uh, between a theist and an atheist that doesn't have to devolve into shouting and anger name and name calling and straight yes. up memeing of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, because it happens so often. Yeah, on the interwebs these days. Yeah, so, yeah, there's definitely common ground, and I think that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to have a place where we could talk about these things um, outside of a place like Doubt on Tap, which these two gentlemen host, which is a great forum. Um, but I think that also there's some things need to be said from our perspectives, and um, maybe that hits home with you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of debates out there. The Internet is full of arguments, um, people you know, arguing their points, but... Uh, we didn't really set it up for that. You know, it's it's something that we wanted to just have kind of an organic conversation, you know, discuss and, and be more adult about it, I think, and see, uh, come to common ground. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It is hard it, to do, especially when you, when you're, when your starting point yeah. is a fundamental difference in understanding how reality yeah. works, yeah. right? But I think with our, our advantage is that we're all friends. We are. That we have like a, an actual face-to-face personal relationship that goes beyond just a podcast or you know i represent this group and i represent this group and That's we right. are gonna you know fight 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 it's yeah we're, it's we're beyond not beyond that it's, there's not going to be the whole like radio personality thing where we're gonna fight yeah just for the sake of fighting yes exactly um exactly. and uh that, that's just not gonna happen so if no. you're if you're listening hoping for like some some great some gotcha shit. moments no it's not th- that's not, that's like not that. it no they may happen it well, may happen, but, but that's not this. That's because not I am. That's true. I am yeah. quick witted. I think the that word you're looking true, for. Is, I am not. I think the word so. you're looking for is cruel. <laughs> uh, but no, the the reality is <laughs> is, the target of is, my is so often on the internet. Whether whether we're talking about debates between people who believe in a god and people who don't, um, it it is it is all about proving a point. Yes. Um, Getting instead point of across. instead yeah. of seeking understanding. Yeah. Um, and. And what I get in, in everything I've done with, with Dan and every conversation I've had with you um, uh, on podcast and off podcast is, is it's a mutual seeking to understand, uh, to understand where each other's at um, and, and to find uh, a place of, of at least acceptance of where each other's at. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is critical, especially in this day and age where you have, where you have everybody just outraged about everything yeah. everybody's 
Everybody's a persecuted culture, person. culture. It's all really getting out of hand. It's crazy. On, yeah, in, in a lot of spectrums, a lot of different types and beliefs of people, it's getting out of hand. And it's, it's out of, you know, fear, anger, yep. things like that. Yep. So, yeah, everybody understanding in a lot of aspects. Everybody's looking for a boogeyman around, around the next corner, it seems like. That's true. Someone they can, That's true. Someone they can hate and yeah. feel okay about hating them. Yeah. You know? So I wanted, I wanted today to be kind of like a positive thing. Tomorrow is my birthday. Oh, happy so, birthday. Yes. So t- I wanted to be a positive day. I didn't want to come here and start, you know, to have talking points and whatnot. I just wanted to come and say some nice things about these two gentlemen. Um, things I've been thinking about for a long time. I have a story uh, for Dan that I've never told him, that I've been waiting for years oh, for this good opportunity Lord. I didn't know. Oh. for this and positive. But I... So, so wait, hold on. Before you go, let, let, let's... People, some a lot of folks don't know this, but Ryan, t- Ryan yeah. and I, are, we, we've known each other. We've known each other for a long time. Long time. So let's, see, let's see, probably third grade. You were a grade ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, so maybe about the second, third grade. Something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's been yep. forever. Yeah. And and so when Ryan, when you say there is, when you say there's a there's a story. Yeah. You've been waiting to tell. Yeah. For years. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one though. It's this good could it's, this could be scary. It's uh, not. It's really. It's a. It's a positive story. I mean, and it had a positive on, impact on, on me. A positive so. story, yes. including Dan. Yes, I grew Interesting. up. Interesting. Yes. Hold on. Hold on though. Let, I grew up in the eighties. <laughs> we grew up in the eighties. Mike's a youngin. We grew up in the eighties. That's true. Hang on. I went through a season of feathered hair, <laughs> thinking I was Don Johnson. So when someone How much says, "Then me, are you?" Significantly older than you. How old are you? I I am forty three. Holy crap! Yeah, you're tomorrow, a, you're I'll be a baby. I'm I'm still in my thirties. We know. Wow. Yeah, you're a for real like, millennial for yeah. like another month or so. Yeah, you're 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 a real millennial. We're zenials. Is, no, we're no. we're we're generation. I mean, we're, X. We are pretty solidly we're Gen, Gen X. Yeah, solid I, Gen. I, solid Gen X. That's true. I'm, solid I'm Gen probably X. solid zenial. Yeah, you probably are. Yeah. But you're way more millennial. You whine a lot. I treat He's about to whine. Here it comes. You can see his face. He was, he was going to whine. What? I want... Usually on our podcast, it's just me and him. I want proof. He was making the whine face. Was he not? I can't confirm the whine face is happening. Millennial boy over here is is about to get Gen X all over the place. It's what they do, though. I like it, though. I like I, I, I like. I was going generation. to object. <laughs> object. Classifying of. But it was going to start with a high pitched sound like this. Ah, the face screamed. It has nothing to do with my generation and more the influence of having. Two daughters under ten. Oh, okay. okay. So, All fair. right. Yeah. I'll That's give you that, that is. I'll give you, that. <laughs> you are inundated with whining yeah, on yeah, a constant, am, consistent yeah, basis. Yep. That's true. That's yeah. true. All right. Yeah. So RT, to your to your your story about me. Oh, okay. Well, first I gotta. Okay. So we're talking about being the good. So I, I first before I have a question for these guys, um, I uh, kind of wanted to share a little bit about a couple. But first of all, I'll start with Mike. I didn't know Mike was going to be here this morning. I thought that he. Couldn't make it. I'm glad that he can because I just wanted to let Mike know that I'm super impressed and super happy and proud on his stance as a, a person of faith when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Um, that's asking a lot. And I, as a secular person who fights for those rights, and I, as a secular person who not only has a gay relative, but a trans relative as well, that's important to me. Um, and I really appreciate everything that you've done for that community well, because you. that, I mean, it's not easy. Um, and I know that there are some situations where some pastors may support it, but they're not in a, a position where they can. And while I respect that, I also respect you taking that extra step and making people that are used to feeling unwelcome everywhere they go, welcome somewhere. Uh, I- Thank you. Yeah, no. I I, uh, I spent I spent a lot of time in my life trying to hold the middle, um, trying to make a place for for dialogue, and when it became for me and we we talked about it on podcasts before, when when denominationally United Methodism said 
uh, chose a more hateful stance. Uh, yeah. To me, they obliterated the middle ground, yeah. and and I cannot and will not stand with the oppressor. It's not going to happen. Um, and to to be uh, completely honest, it has it has made things a whole lot easier uh, for yeah. me yeah. Um, uh, to be able to say uh, what I believe. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and not try and pull a punch. Yeah. Um, I had actually I had somebody walk out uh, of a service a couple weeks ago when I when I talked about my friend Lacey, uh, who was born Jim, and how uh, at uh, I think sixty eight years old, uh, uh, Jim finally uh, lived into being Lacey. Mm-hmm. And has never been happier, and can finally see the image of God in herself, and 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 all of these things. And uh, and I had a person walk out in that story because because uh, I said uh, Lacey is made in the image of God, um, which which yeah, I I wholeheartedly <clears throat> believe. And uh, but and that can be controversial to some people yeah. that have gone their whole lives with being taught a certain specific way and I get that it's not easy it's uncomfortable for a lot of people it's uncomfortable for a lot of people that like I said they're bound by their position Mm -hmm. you know it's not just pastors you know it's it's there are other people that are bound to say like well I I can't come out of the closet or I can't come out of the closet as a supporter right there's people that are that are support that can't come out of the closet either it's difficult I've I, I just appreciate a, a lot when people can come out of their comfort zone, and it's it's tough. Um, and they can say like, "Well, I do support them." Yeah. Um, and it's funny because the the both both my gay relative and my trans relative are both more religious than I am. They're both religious people, and I talk to them about their belief in God all the time. I don't try to dissuade them. Mm-hmm. They are just looking for a place where they fit in, and you know, and that's that's all they want. They want a place where they can feel all of the same feelings that you guys get when you go to church or when you are pastoring or mm-hmm. when you're just reading your, your stuff about spirits and things, spiritual things, you know what right. I mean? Um, and they just, that's what they want. They want a piece of that. And unfortunately, too many people, um, they're just, they're not, they're not ready to have that conversation with them. And they're not ready to accept it. And I, I, I admire you for being able to say, like we're gonna we're we're not doing that yeah you know so that's that's huge in my book really huge thank you and definitely huge to the secular community and I know a lot of them take notice about a lot of the the groups that are popping up and the groups that are forming now that have kind of evolved into you know this is a place for everybody and we're you know we still are staying true to the message but some of the things that we've taken from the past we've changed. Mm-hmm. And, and you know they see there are secular people that see value in that big time. Now whether that goes to the overall message and the arguing about that kind of thing, that's a different story. You know when it comes to, you know what we what people of the faith believe and their rules and mm-hmm. what they hold true to. But um, I definitely give you credit, man. I mean it's huge, huge. I appreciate that. Um, and so, okay, so I got to preface this. Um, before I started making millions of dollars as an atheist, uh, <laughs> uh, I was a music educator. Um, I stopped doing that when I was diagnosed with a, a debilitating disease. Um, it kept me from it. But for a while, um, I was a public school music educator. I studied music education. Uh, I was a band teacher for a middle school. Uh, I taught many high schools, uh, things like that. And um, for the most part, even though I left um, out of sickness, I've always felt that I was successful. Um, I was able to triple the numbers at the middle school coming into the high school from middle school band to high school. Um, I uh, was... I felt that I was good at attracting kids, um, getting kids excited about music and getting them involved. And um, I feel that I have a record that shows that with my former students that I'm still friends with and people, parents. Um, 
But one of the most important lessons that I've always taken with me as a music educator um, because, is because of Dan. Oh, good Lord. So... Now, now I am worried. Okay. So high schools... Now, now I'm going to make my music education friends mad. Um, in high school, sometimes they have this horrible event called Band Festival. <laughs> and it's a ridiculous event where bands spend the entire year going over three songs with a frustrated band director. And they play those three songs. And then they also have a section called Sight Reading. Mm. That's where everybody gets and they're given a new piece of music and their band director gets to choose between options on how he wants to, or he or she wants to approach the music. And Dan and I were in high school band together. I was a percussionist and Dan played the euphonium. Which, which, which for those like those Mike. Those that don't know like Mike, it's, it's a baritone. It's a low brass instrument. I, I gotta go it kind of splits, it splits the difference between a tuba and a, a trombone. Tuba and trombone, yep. It's, a, it's, it's, like a sm- it's like a small tuba. Yeah. yeah. But way more musically inclined than oompa oompa oompa. Yeah, yeah. There's much more lyrical lines. It's yeah. A, it's a it's a it's a rock. It's the rock bed of the low brass section. Amen, brother. <laughs> okay, so at band festival, you know, you perform these songs for judges and anyone who shows up, and they give you a critique, and they give you you know a rating, and the whole system is kind of a good old boys network with the judges uh, it's it's sort of ridiculous um and when i went in high school when i went with my in first place when i was with dan i was definitely not enjoying myself and i didn't <laughs> really wasn't uh, uh yeah it was it was a thing more for the band director it was yeah. less for the kids and our band director time was not someone who liked teaching music or liked teaching kids or so, liked Kids? Anything. So it was a difficult situation. So we went. And I saw for myself what what this was all about. And we get to the sight reading section. Okay. Now we're given the music. We've never seen this music before. Because Kettering's sort of a big school, we're in the A class. Not the double A, like Mott was, the counterpart, but A. So we get the sight reading music and we kind of go over it. I don't remember. It was this ridiculous tune, Wind Symphony piece. And it's time's up, looking at it, time to play. So we're playing along. And all of a sudden, we get to the section, which is the euphonium solo. (laughs) Sorry. Did you just say euphonium solo? I said euphonium solo. With a straight face? Yes, this is not a joke. This is real. This really happened. And so we're going through it. And and you you make mistakes. I mean, that's just part of sight where you make mistakes. But this is a solo. So we get to the section for the solo, okay? And it falls upon Dan. (laughs) And I know for a large section of it, Dan was a little confused. A lot. And it was silence. And all we could hear was the band director up there conducting and kind of doing his thing. And I sat back there and my heart stopped. (laughs) I was in percussion section. My heart stopped. As if I just watched a good friend get hit by a bus. And I turned white and I started to kind of feel sick and I'm just like, oh, no. (laughs) And I remember when it was over, Dan was very upset. Yeah. He was extremely upset. And the rest of the day, that's all I could think about was that moment. And I took that moment with me through college, all the way through my career as a musician and through it. And I I believe that that lesson I learned that day was one of the most important in my success because I learned that you can't just take kids and put them on the spot like that and expect them to walk away with a greater love of music. Right. 
when you put somebody on the spot like that, they have to be prepared. They have to know you're setting them up for success. And what those people did was they set one kid in every band up for failure. Mm -hmm. And now they were going to have all those other kids in the band looking at that one kid who tried his best but failed. And it was all up to him. But he didn't know that when he stepped in there. Maybe he was in band because his friends were. Maybe he liked to play the music or practice. Or maybe it was some other reason. But Girls. Not every... Yeah, but not every mm. kid has signed up to be this great soloist. Yeah. And when it fell upon you, I learned like that was the worst thing that those people could do to a kid to make them love music. Yep. All it would do was make them hate it. And I took that lesson with mm. me to this day. Like, remember what happened to Dan. Yeah. And how bad he felt and how it made him feel. And I would never, ever want a kid in my band to feel that way. Yeah. I would want them to walk away from that day going, we did our best. They thought this, it was good, but it wasn't like I failed. Right. And the thing is that made me the most upset when I got older is no, and saw how the process worked is that seeing these adult educators put one person in that. Right. They knew they're like, well, we'll go through them. They went through the music. They know those songs. They knew that they was coming. It. Yeah. Yep unacceptable and I've always felt that that was a detriment to you know getting kids to get excited about sure so for sure that's always it's I've I've always thought about you man about that well real it's been it's I'm glad I made an impact some way totally someone's life completely completely. (laughs) through failure I mean it was so (laughs) how how many how many uh, how many nights Dan do you uh, as you're going to sleep does that moment run through your head Never. Uh, wow. Zero. Yeah, I, I, I never forgot it. Yeah. I never forgot it. And as a music I must, educator. I think I straight huge. up repressed it. <laughs> so, so now you have set him up. I just brought him back. No, I just not even a little bit. Dredged up his, Dude. He's going to get his euphonium out right now in practice. That's right. That's right. No. Oh, it, my gosh. Do you still have a euphonium? No. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, those now, are now I'm gonna be Now I'm going to be watching for a, for a cheap one. Yeah. That's funny. But for yeah, I, I, uh, you know that those rent are, one bring it down on tape someday. <laughs> that's a that's something good. And um, but as for good as in in other, you know, as for a lot of the things that you do, um, both of you guys, um, you know, I've said this before, but I I've said it on my pad, podcast too. Yeah. Um, that I appreciate all everything that you guys do, having these open conversations, going out in the community and talking about things outside of your norm. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, And even if, you know, people walk away from it with their own ideas and, you know, they still I'm right and they're wrong. It's it's that dialogue. that was. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I was having a conversation with a colleague a few months ago and he said, you know, if you had um, let's say you had a, a secularist coming to doubt on tap. And they showed up for months, you know, whatever, six months, authentically engaged in the conversation, but left there after six months, more convinced than ever, or just as convinced as they were before, that secularism is is the way to go, you would consider that a success? I'm like, yeah, that's a success, because they engaged in the conversation authentically. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key, right? Like, have the conversation. However it ends up, who cares? Learn that the people who, who you consider the other are real people with real families who care about things, who you know, are just as fragile as you are and just as, just as emotional and real as, as you and your friends are. Like yeah. that's, if we can have those conversations and we can walk away yeah. seeing the humanity in quote unquote the other then man it's a win this is this is why we we need to have those conversations and there's and there's a reality to it too though that um while their position on a certain topic or certain worldview may not uh visibly change the fact that they were able to engage in authentic conversation that 
alone changes a person. Yeah. Um, it teaches them that that the other is not always that other. Right. Um, it it the more the more you interact with somebody who who is not in your worldview, who is not in your comfort zone, uh, the more humanity you see in them. Uh, the the it the harder it is for you to strip away that humanity and simply view them as their talking point, as yep. their ideology. Well, that's the, I mean, I think that's one of the beautiful things about Doubt on Tap, right, is, is that you take, these, you take these disembodied conversations from Facebook and you move them into reality. It's really hard to hate a person that you can actually see, touch, and you're drinking beers with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. when they're just on Facebook and they're just trolling, it's yeah. super easy to hate them. Yeah, and it's so it, it it's so easy to get misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to have that live. Plus, you know, you represent. It's I always felt like every time I go down and tap, like I I try to represent that ambassador style. Yeah, you know, like so even if people walk away after six months and they're still convinced of their side, at least they'll be like, yeah, I'm still not convinced, but. I will definitely talk, maybe talk to this guy again in the future. Or, you know, he's not, he or she's not as bad. This is not the kind of person I thought they'd be at all. Right. You know, completely different. That's another big important thing of it is, is you know, about seeing, you know, these people as just, as opposed to just, all I see him as a, as a, as a troll online. Right. Actual real person. Because a lot of times, sometimes you'll see it as troll and then you meet that person and you're like, well, they weren't trolling at all. They right. legitimately think this they way. Really they really are that nuts. Like maybe if they, you talk to them a little bit, it might seem less offensive to you. It might seem like right. they, it, you you get to know the story of where they're coming from. Right. Why why they think that way? Because yeah. um, we're not we're not born thinking the way we do. Right. Um, we have experience and we have uh, uh, the, the the things that happen around us, our our circumstance that that bring us to a point. Uh, of what, how we see the world the way we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, but I can tell you, I, I, I serve the church. I, churches I serve are much more traditional kind of setting than than what what Dan's is. Um, on Sunday morning, when people come in and and we greet and say welcome and and how you doing, good to see you. Um, there are times it it just feels kind of rote. Yeah. But like at a doubt on tap. Yeah, uh, I'm usually one of the first ones there. I get the table set up. When people come in, uh, there is always genuine excitement and gladness to see each other. That's cool. Regardless of the fact that I'm a Christian pastor and the person walking in is a is a, a devout humanist or yeah. a devout atheist or or doesn't know doesn't care. Yeah. Um, kind of perspective we're genuinely glad to see each other uh as as fellow uh, as as human beings yeah um and that's and that's a wonderful thing uh and and i i wish i hope i i pray uh that that my uh churches can be more like that yeah you know you, yeah. you come in and and you genuinely feel like people are happy to see you yeah so i guess my question is for both of you as pastors what would you say, um, from your perspective, is something good that the secular community maybe has brought, um, not necessarily to you or to maybe some of your members, or maybe something that you get out of being with some of the secular uh, people that show up at Doubt on Tap in your area? Because I know I'm not there all the time. Um, Boo! But yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to start my own Doubt on Tap where I live, but it's going to be called Doubt on Fire. <laughs> Wait, so you're just gonna like light people on fire? Oh, I mean, the reason like we call it down on fire tap we're, is because we're, we're at a bar. Yeah, exactly. See, we're not gonna be at a bar, and there won't be any drinking going on. There'll just be, there's just be there's tons of be, pallets and lots of gasoline. It's well, not necessarily. There'll be fire. But There'll be fire, but it'll be at the end of a. It'll be at the end of a. a, a, a Medicinally, recreationally approved by the ah. state. Uh, a natural. Yeah. Right. I like it. Yeah. I like doubt it. Doubt on fire. Doubt on uh, burning. Coming soon uh, to the north area. High on uh, doubt. But so. <laughs> doubt on high. Yeah, there you doubt go. Doubt on high. There you go. There it is. That's a good one. 
Oh, and then, yeah. and then I want to be a part of that podcast. Yeah, but, but hold on. <laughs> and here's the best part about Down on High is 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 it shortens to don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, oh, that, oh dude. I have I have the logo in my mind already. Uh, okay, but so. <laughs> Archie's like, Archie's like, dude, we, we got to move. They're taking this. my idea and running with it. Okay, uh, no, I'm offering help. Uh, I'm, I'm, offering I'm definitely, help. we're definitely gonna make that happen. Um, <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, as I, I know, you know, it's I, you guys have, you know, everything invested, and uh, so when it comes to you know giving the secular community props, I don't expect pastors, people in 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 what you do to be, you know, giving us overwhelming props all the time. I do. But in, in some places they, they refuse to even speak, you know, so, to us. But I, I want to know like I, what you guys like. I, I have said it on other podcasts and you actually yeah. called me on it. Yeah. That, that some of the best Christians I know are atheists. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the, some people who sit in pews on Sunday morning are, they may call themselves Christians, but they're functionally atheists. Um, mm-hmm. for for me, the the faith um, is is not about ascribing to my particular view or or the way the way I think. It's it is it's more more akin to um, becoming who we're meant to be. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, becoming living into the image of God. Okay. That we're created to be. So okay. so. I can see you from my perspective as as an atheist, mm-hmm. still living into that image, still living into that image of 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 love, of uh, compassion, of empathy, yeah. of concern for for other human beings. Yeah, um, core uh, values core, that we share. Yes, regardless as, of right. As opposed to, well, you don't believe the same way I do, so you're you're an enemy. Right. Um, right. I I I don't. I don't view things that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there was a time, once upon a time, sure, uh, yeah. but but I don't view it that way. I, and I can learn from you as much as I can learn uh, from from anybody at, at Doubt on Tap or any other any other place. Yeah. Um, and and from my perspective, we're we're all on on this journey together. We we see it from different viewpoints, um, but. Just because you don't you don't ascribe to to my Judeo Christian idea uh, doesn't mean we're enemies. Yeah, uh, and doesn't mean we can't appreciate each other and learn from each other yeah. and and grow together. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I think one of the things that um, you know, one of the things I learned in college when I was probably you know I was probably at my most fundamentalist was was during my college years but it's amazing what happens when you take a few philosophy classes um <laughs> at uh, of its you know I was at I was at CMU uh Central Michigan University and uh I was basically a philosophy minor like I took I took enough classes that all I had to do was just go sign a piece of paper yeah right but I was right. so lazy that I wouldn't even yeah. go in to sign it oh. um so I could have double minored in religion and philosophy um but uh, one of the things that that struck me was how often uh, the the atheists in my class and the and those of us that were on that were theists we were we were so often uh, allies in conversations yeah. um, uh, about reality. Like when we when we started talking about reality, we the theists and the atheists were like. We're together on this. Mm-hmm. The um, I don't even know whether you want to call them agnostic or whatever, but but people who were uh, who were so so far down the postmodern uh, rabbit trail uh, were like they were like their own thing. Yeah, kind of saying, "Well, we can't know reality." And here right. and here are the theists and the atheists going, "Okay, well, we disagree on yeah. on how reality works." But we agree that there is reality. Right. That there is this thing that we can we can reach out here and say this is real. Correct. Um, yeah. And and so so that was that was early on was kind of this eye opening moment for me. Um, but over the years, uh, I think one of the things that I most appreciate 
about, um, you know, especially about the work that you're doing, is how you are bringing integrity to issues surrounding religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think too often those of us who are religious, those of us who are Christians, um, especially those who are in that evangelical tribe think that they are the, they are the harbingers of religious freedom. And right. the reality is, is that they're not right. Uh, too often they're the opposite and they are, they are really arguing for non-freedom. They're really looking to oppress uh, the those who hold different beliefs, those who mm-hmm. hold different religious perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're really looking to 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 hold them down and and suppress them. Right, freedom and, religion means Christian or Protestant, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's where right. it, yeah. that's where it is. Yeah, and that, and not even just Protestant, but like Catholic or Protestant. Well, I would Catholic say like very Protestant. for the, for these folks, oftentimes gotcha. it's it's a very specific subset. Right. That is evangelicalism. Right. And any ism yeah. is typically bad. In my book, yeah, I've not found a lot of good isms, <laughs> um, because when something becomes an ism, uh, then it typically includes, uh, you know, a desire to leverage power over and, and that kind of thing. Sometimes, um, sometimes, but it's it's that. Uh, so so I really really appreciate how uh, how my sec how my good how my secularist friends uh, bring bring integrity to to the the whole piece of, yeah. of religious freedom and what that really looks like and the importance of of not just people who are religious having freedom to live and practice the way they want to but those yeah. who have no religion and have no faith to be able to live and practice life the way yeah. they want to like that yeah. that's all part of what religious freedom ought to be yeah. and and so I really really love the work you do Oh, in that in that uh, arena, um, and and I think the other thing that that I really appreciate about you, in particular, is you are un you're unwilling to um, to allow anger and hatred. Yeah. Uh, to double over, so yeah. I see it's tough, but yeah, I, it is I, tough. I, I, I see a lot of yeah. I see a lot of people who um, who are in my tribe, and and I don't want them to be in my tribe, but they are. Yeah. Um, and because I'm not going to go down the not real Scotsman thing. Yeah. No. I uh, but, but but I know. What but you're I wa- yeah. I watch how they treat you. Yeah. And and they treat you in with hatred. They treat you. Uh, in ways that are unloving and unkind and um, unchrist-like, yeah, uh, I would argue anti-Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your response is almost without fail, kind <laughs> and generous and patient. One might say Christ-like. One yeah, might say Christ-like. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And so it's this. Um, so I, I so I I so deeply appreciate that about you. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, that you don't go down the road that I see so many people in my tribe and in your tribe uh, go down on in, in, in social media. Yeah. Where it just it just slides into this like tit for tat and um, you know troll troll for troll and yeah. an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and hate for hate and it's. And you don't go there, yeah. and so I'm so I'm just so thankful that you that you are willing to pay that cost because I know I know there is a significant cost within your tribe. Yes, uh, for not for not just cutting the knees out of um, of people who aren't a part of that tribe. Yeah, and so I know you pay a significant cost. To, to go that road. Oh yeah. And I am so thankful that you've chosen that road. Uh, because I know it's I know it's not easy. And yeah. um, and so I know it's too often you find yourself uh, on the outside looking in even within your own your own your own tribe of people. Yeah. And, and that's hard. That can happen. I mean and that's and it's a mix of you know with the with the whole ambassador firebrand kind of a thing. And I understand, and you know, 
with some of the firebrands, these are people that have been hurt. Yeah. And they've been hurt really bad. And, uh, you know, it, it's difficult to, to try to convince them that it's not all the same. Right. You know, that there are people out there that are religious and they're still really nice people. Yeah. Good people. And there are representatives like yourself of those that are good people. Yep. You know, and the things that you, you do. Um, I can remember a relative take, getting a lease of this Mercedes one time and he showed up with this Mercedes, really nice Mercedes. And I, and I was like, wow, you got a Mercedes. And like, oh, I just I got a great lease on it off of a bishop in Flint, uh, Michigan. Because, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cheap because he, he didn't have to pay the taxes and stuff like that. So it was like, here was a guy using his tax breaks to get him expensive luxury cars and, and all these luxury things. And so it, it's refreshing for me to yeah. hang out with the two guys that, that aren't about that. Yep. And they don't abuse their lifestyle. They don't abuse the system that's set up for them to do what they do. Um, uh, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, I appreciate that as a taxpayer. Yeah. I appreciate that as, as a, a person, as an atheist, secular person. Yep. I appreciate it because it's, it's, it's abused. It and is. I know you guys are going to talk about that in your next Out on Tap. Um, yep. But um, I, I do appreciate that. You know, I, I take a lot of the things that I've seen you guys do and other people that, that represent their institution, their, their groups well. Um, you know, the sense of volunteering is huge. Um, one of my things as uh, in my position is I'm trying to get more people to do those types of things. Right. You know, um, that's where I, a lot of religious groups just excel. Yep. Because you got people there that are willing to just, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do it. Whether their reasons or, you know, what their intentions are, if they're just doing it, you know, why they're doing it, that's another story. But I appreciate that about the, yep. the organizations. Um, you are right about the share a story. I, I'm going to share this on one of my podcasts up, upcoming. But recently um, I went around, I went to a place. It was a place um, locally that does outreach for um, disaster relief. And so if you have a group, let's say one of your groups from your church wants to get together as a group, you go to this place and you help them create these packages and stuff okay. for disaster relief. It's right. really a good thing. So I went in there with interest. Yeah. And you know, talking it up like oh, what, you know, how can groups, you know, how can we get involved in this? And it's all, you know, by the book. Great. And I asked and the lady says, well, what group do you represent? I said, I represent American Atheist. She turned her back to me, guys. She looked right at me and she turned her back to me and she would not acknowledge me being there. That's insane. And so then after a, a few seconds of me staring at this lady, another gentleman that was over there came up and kind of saw what happened and kind of helped me. But this lady refused to talk to me. That's nuts. The idea of me coming to her with a group of secular people to do this just just wasn't it's, working in her brain. It's just so. stupid. Well, you know, atheism I, is contagious. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, I, I, I just was like, I, I'm an adult here. You, you're gonna treat another adult like this? Who, so Ugh. you know, it, it's still out there. Yep. But you know, there seems to be a new generation like yourselves of of people that come into this that have a better understanding of of helping people yeah. and being a service to your community, well, it's, which is huge. It's, it's amazing what happens when you begin to, um, you know, actually take the teachings of Jesus kind of seriously. Right. You know? Yeah. When you, when you, when it stops being about us versus them, when it stops being about, uh, how do I get people into heaven? Yeah. And it starts being about, no, let's, let's actually try to live like this guy that we say we follow, um, yeah, it it really does change things. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, because because it's not because it stops being about it stops being about winning, yeah, and and it starts being about how do you live a life of, um, how do you live how do you live a self sacrificial life? Right. Yeah, it, it it need yeah when we. When we take it seriously to follow Jesus, it is no longer about winning. It's no longer about who has the biggest tribe. Um, it's it's about 
how do we help? Yeah. How, how do we how do we make a difference? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I preached a sermon a while back that uh, um, uh, the way the the greatest commandments Jesus says to love God and love neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, and I I. I I know we praise that as the two greatest commandments, but I also think in that Jesus is telling us how to love God, right? Uh, we love God by loving our neighbor, by yeah. helping our neighbor. Because by definition, in, 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 a, in a theology, in a, in a mindset that God exists, um, at least for me, God doesn't need anything from me. Right. God, uh, uh, God doesn't like get powered up because of my worship and God, you know those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what what God is looking for is how how we how we treat one another, uh, and if and if we're gonna if we're gonna express love to that deity, the mm. best way to do that uh, is is by loving our neighbor. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's that's what it's about. So I think um, another thing that I can point out, and I know this relates to Doubt on Tap, that I think that you guys do, that I see as a really good thing to our community, a secular and atheist community, um, is not only just engaging, but being open to letting these people say what they want and discuss it without a fear of some big retribution or being shouted down or being thrown at you know because no no side likes that nobody does and and a a lot of times because of our numbers are small like they are a lot of times when someone who's a little bit socially awkward speaks out they're they're shouted down by the majority Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just well lucky for that person (laughs) doubt on tap everybody's socially awkward just about yeah exactly (laughs) but i mean but 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 listening to what they have to say um and yep. genuinely listening and, and and never trying to interject that you have the solution. Well, you know, I have the solution and it's, you know, my Jesus. And, and I don't get that from you guys. Yeah. You know, when you speak about what you believe, you speak about it from your perspective. And I appreciate that. You're not telling me that I need something yep. or that I would be better off if I did this. Well, and, and, and that's that's huge to secular people. And vice, because, and vice versa, because yeah. you you don't. I'm not, yeah. You're I not, go you're out not of the my guy way. who's like, you know, well, you're, you're a moron. Yes, exactly. For, for believing I, in your sky god. Yeah. I mean, you, you make fun of some of it, but you don't, but, but, you, but it's good. But yeah. we make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. But you don't, but, but you don't minimize it. But I don't, don't make fun of you. You don't, right. exactly. And, and that's, and that's huge. And a lot of people within the community have a hard time with that. Yep. You know, they're given these, these gotcha lines on both sides. They're given these gotcha 100%. lines. And there's a, they go with that. But they don't think about yep. what they're actually saying. Yep. And they don't actually think it, about like, well, what are you talking about the belief system? And when it, are you talking about the person? Right. Right. You well, know, and, and the thing is, is, is if you came up to me. Yeah. And you said, Mike, I'm really struggling. Yeah. I can't. I can't find north. Um, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. At that point, yeah, I'd share with you what I believe and where I find right. my north right. and that kind because of thing. Because I'd be coming to you yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Um, and and if or if I see if I see, yeah. hey, you. You're you're not you're you're going where the wind blows and you you don't have a, a a focus and I think you might need that I might but but our our right. friendship and my my respect for you and yeah. treating you with dignity as a human being has nothing to do yeah. with whether you're ever gonna believe it has, what I it has way more to do with his rush fandom yes <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> <laughs> so what okay so what could what could the secular community what could the atheist community do um, to to make things better, I guess in any in any way, you know, outside of what they're doing right now with the you know down on tap meeting with you guys and, and having civil discussions and whatnot. But what what do you think um, they could do to be better? And 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 not you know and I and I have I have some opinions about about you know what I think that the religions of the church can do to be better, and it's not based on you know. Uh, any kind of theological debate, just simple things. I think that they could do, but I mean, I I wanted to kind of put that out because I think that if there are things that church can do, I think one is is opening up these dialogues. Um, also, you know, things that you opening it up to people outside the norm of what you're used to. Yeah. You know, 
um, and doing so not as a membership drive, but doing as we accept you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Also, you know, um, they do so many community events and so many things um, in the community, but too often it's 10% community, 9% profitizing. And you guys, I'm sure, see that too. Mm-hmm. Um, they might get a lot more if, community, if, I, you know. If, I, have you made it to Ipsy Fest ever? Uh-uh. Have you made it down? Uh, once or twice. So, so the last couple of years I got down to Ipsy Fest. And this year they had like a bunch of barbecue. They were in a barbecue competition. Yeah. But it felt like every other booth was a different church with their material to hand out or whatever. And it, and it, it bothered me. Um, like, I want to do outreach too. I want to, yeah. you know, I want uh, to, to do some things, but I would not, that would not be the place I would do it. Not, yeah, not in that not way. it's not really, a, yeah. um, it so, seems like, and, and that's, you know. So, so to, to jump in, just, yeah. just to answer your question, yeah, yeah. Um, because we, we, we're, we, need to, we need to wrap this sucker up. Because oh, yeah. yeah. you've got a we're, neighbor setting up a bounce house, and it's calling well, my name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but more, more importantly, we've been going for almost an hour now, and oh, people geez. are going to be bored. <laughs> That's right. Um, we won't be, because no. we love hearing ourselves talk. Exactly. Um, but I think, and I think this is a great topic for, you know, you guys will hear more about this as we, as we do more of these podcasts, but I think... Um, I think that one is when is when the, the the chairs pulled out to have a seat at the table to have these conversations to show up and have the and be a yeah. part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, two, I th- with, two I think is um, is engage with engage with our best. Yeah. Um, and not our worst. Yes. You know, like yeah. I think what I at least what I see so often on on the Twitter sphere is, you know. People going after Ken freaking Ham, and it's like, well, yeah, the guy's a moron. It's like it's like us going after um, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, who's not even a science guy; he's just an engineer. Right? You know, it's like go <laughs> go after the best. Like engage with engaging conversation with the best, is as opposed to to the to to the lowest. Now, you know. I think we need to probably engage with our lowest common denominators and, and try to f- fix them a little <laughs> bit more. Probably, um, yeah. You know, but the same would go for you guys. And so it's this. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, but I, and I think the other thing is, um, is be willing. I think, and I think what you've said about us, and I think, and I think the same is true. Is is to be willing to actually listen. Yeah. Um, and and not just engage the caricatures that that form in that right. form in our heads and, right. and you and I have had and one you know you and I have had a lot of conversations where for both of us we're sitting you know we're sitting at a restaurant having having a beer having you know eating wings or whatever and and we're talking about some things and both of us have this moment of oh i didn't realize that yeah oh yeah okay and, and realizing that um, oftentimes the assumptions we have about one another uh, are are rooted in these caricatures that that aren't real mm-hmm. and and too often the conversation that I, that I hear between theists and atheists are well you're an outlier you're you're okay yes you're a Christian and yes, you act this way, and yes, you, but you're kind of an outlier. The rest of all of your tribe are like this. Or from the Christian who hangs out with the atheist is like, well, yeah, but you're a nice one. You're, you're right, not. And it's right. like, no, couldn't. And, this, and I think this gets to the heart of our point today is, what if all those nice Christians you know, what if all those nice atheists you know actually are the majority? Yeah. And, and the douchebags yeah. are actually the fringe. Yeah. And couldn't it possibly, just just maybe, yeah. couldn't it possibly be that most of the people that are a part of these tribes actually are, are really pretty good people mm. who are just trying to do their best at, at living yeah. life and trying to make sense of the world that they live in? Yeah. And I think... And, and and so I think that goes both ways. I think that's you know for for both of us mm-hmm. is let's start there. Let's just start with with the acceptance that whether you believe in God or whether you don't believe in God, 
you're just trying to do your best. You're mm-hmm. trying to love your spouse well. Mm-hmm. You're trying to love your kids well. Mm-hmm. You're trying to love your neighbor well. Mm-hmm. You're trying not to be a dick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. you're just trying to... Some of us are, anyway. Yeah. Well, Mike, Damn. you can work on that, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this is... It's just like, what if, yeah. what if we start there? And, and, and I say that to both tribes. Let's just start... Well, that is our ground zero. Yeah. And, and when we do that, because yeah. you and I naturally do that. Yeah. yeah. Because we're friends. Mm-hmm. And we were friends before we set up our flags in whatever camp yeah. we're in. Yeah. Um, That's true. And, and, and so we naturally start at that point. And, you know, the first conversation that you and I have when we get in the same room is not, so how have you undercut Christianity today, Ryan? Yeah, exactly. And, and you're like, yeah. so Dan, so how... So Dan, you're going to deny science That's today? right. Are you going to be a, you know, are you going to whatever? And, and no, the conversation is, hey, how are your kids? Yeah. How's it going with Ethan, you know, graduating yeah. high school? How are you doing with that, man? Yeah, like, exactly. Those are the conversations we have. Yeah. And, and we need to realize that regardless of where one of us believes on, you know, theological issues... Um, that's that's the kind of stuff that that we're dealing with ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, and um, so so yeah, so we're we're gonna start there. Like that's when yeah. you come to this podcast, my friends. Yeah, that is that's the baseline. Um, yeah, that that we're just trying to be the we're trying to be the best people we can be. Um, yeah, you know that's definitely true. Open conversations with with. With not always the, you know, the debate-esque feel. Yeah. It's got to be the vitriol. More, it's just got to be, you know, an understanding. And you can you know. debate without yeah. the vitriol. Yep. You can have the Yeah, you can. Yeah, definitely. And, and you uh, will hear vigorous conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. RT and I <laughs> don't, we don't hold punches. Like, no. But, but we treat one another. At the podcast and at the end of the podcast, your, your friends and, and the core of, of who you are is... Yeah, trying to be the best you can be. We'll hug it out no matter what. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, guys uh, and gals, we are thankful that you spent some time uh, with us uh, here on the TNA podcast. And again, uh, it's it's not that kind of TNA, uh, but it's and and, and I, I, took, I took some pictures and, and, our, uh, and it's our, not. And our buddy the Rev just turned red again. So uh, we are. Boy, we we really are grateful. Uh, I hope that wherever you listen to podcasts, you will uh, rate us, leave comments, engage with us on social media. Yes, uh, you. Yeah, please share the podcast broadly. Um, if you want to connect uh, with me, uh, you can you can reach out to me at Daniel M Rose, or you can reach out to me at the Atheist Perspective on Anchor. And um, uh, at Daniel M. Rose is on Twitter. So, yeah, continue the conversation with me there. Um, and, uh, you know, or you can, you can hit us up, uh, hit us up on, on Twitter as well as a podcast. Uh, it's, it's weird. I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put the handle in the show notes. <laughs> uh, trying, trying to explain that, it's just going to be tough. Don't Google so, us. That don't word. Google yeah, us. Don't, don't Google us. That's right. That's right. Uh, and if you were... Uh, intrigued by our special guest uh, Mike over here you can connect with him on Twitter at uh, RevMikeUMC and uh, yes, so anyway uh, our uh, our podcast The Simple Theologians airs weekly and you can find us anywhere podcasts are published uh, The Atheist Perspective published uh, randomly randomly whenever whenever yeah. RT gets when, gets it done no I promise atheism it's just chaos man. it's just chaos, chaos. <laughs> it'll be yeah I have some really good uh, podcasts coming up uh, one about um, uh, stereotypes uh, one is dedicated to Mike it's called uh, Things Christians Say I'd be more than happy to call uh, in on that one yeah <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to do that but yeah I, I, I promise to get some more content out um, yeah I, pr- I promise to get some more so content it's, out so it's, it's coming so follow him yep. uh, again uh, the Atheist Perspective you can find anywhere podcasts are published because 
uh, using Anchor, uh, we get syndicated everywhere, which is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So and it's not just because like they could pay us a little bit for <laughs> advertising for them, but because genuinely it's an awesome platform. It's a great platform. Yes. So, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we will be back uh, either next week or the week after with with another episode of TNA. That's right. Where <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Bye.